Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. It is warm today. A warm fall day. It is We've got uh, another heat front here. 86 degrees in LA today. I think 90 yesterday. Okay. Well, mm, tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm. I jumped the gun and drank it before I cheers. Cheers. Oh, damn it. Me too. Cheers. Cheers. Everybody, is. welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Your host, Cassandra Gino and Cherion Gonzalez. Iller. We have a guest joining us momentarily. She's pretty fun. We like her. Yeah. We just recently did an episode about all things fall. Mm-hmm. And now that we're like kicking off to the holiday season, we just like we really wanted to lean in. So yeah. we did another fall cocktail. I mean But this is this is more like a holiday cocktail. I would drink this at Christmas. I would this is feeling this is giving me more than just fall. It's giving me warm cozies. I think maybe because the apple cider vinegar is in there. I don't know. But it is warming me up a bit. Ooh, smells good, which we, we actually don't need yet here. Which we're in a hot this room. room is 77 degrees. We're in a hot room. We start glistening, for those of you watching. Look, Ooh. I usually put a little gold in my makeup, but shit. Yeah, a little cinnamon. Mm, the cinnamon stick is very fragrant. Very fragrant. I Oof. love it. Okay. Well, um, what are we calling this puppy? This is called a what? Uh, I just think it's an. I think it's just an apple cider vinegar margarita. ACV Marg. Yeah. An ACV Marg. Or an apple apple cider Marg. Apple cider Marg. Yeah. Yeah. Apple cider Marg. I, I think people it. hear vinegar and probably get freaked out. I know. I know. And that's just, it shouldn't be that way. No. Hello. Hello. Our guest, Allison Laugh. Matthew doesn't like me wearing these. <laughs> oh, because oh, of the EMF radiation. EMF, yeah. I don't like them either. I, I actually know. just bought, um, I bought a converter. because <laughs> I So I get on the plane the other day. And I forget where we we're flying. Oh, we we're flying to Texas or back from Texas. And I have really been reading a lot about the EMF frequencies and about how bad wireless headphones are compared to the old school wired headphones. Mm-hmm. So I always keep a pair of regular old school kind of like With iPod headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In my bag, because you also never know when your AirPods are going to die. And you just like, or they, those also still plug into the, mm. the airplane the air- seats. If you true. just like want to watch a movie on the airplane, whatever. Uh, so I have those in my bag and I go to plug it into my iPad and I go, shit, they changed the charging port on the iPad and now it's the USB-C it's and, so so and they took away the headphone port. So you have to use wireless or you have to have that adapter. So thanks Apple. They took my $9 and I ordered an adapter for the USB-C because I am, I'm actually with them on this. There's no way that it can't affect something up here. If you are using them long term. I'm talking about like every day. I think if you use them occasionally, it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there is a government, there's a law about EMFs in every, in federal. And yeah, they are you, not Anything supposed, that's regulated. I know, but you drive a, you, you have a Tesla and you're living inside of a computer. And these little buds are not emitting more EMFs than your Tesla. Right. But if it's one less thing, frankly, right. I kind of, I have never fully gotten on the AirPod train in the first right. place. I, on a flight, a long haul international flight, one of mine fell off into the, in between the seat and the crack and the whole, crew we had to wait for everyone to get off the plane and the whole crew like the like the maintenance crew had to come and undo the seat to get me back my stupid airpod and i would have just been like let's just buy some more but this was 
during the pandemic and everything in the airport was closed. Everything. Yeah. Everything was closed. Yeah. So there was no, there was no retail. There was no option to source new headphones. Right. Well, I think Apple banks, my husband's on, I think it's like iPod. Uh, I see his earbud sevens. He's bought in seven of them because he loses them in cabs. He loses them. Yeah. He my loses husband's them. on 10, I think. And I think that's baked into kind of the Apple model. Like people will lose one and come back and buy another one. So they actually build that <sighs> in. See if they're wired, they build they're it. hooked. I think that's why. That's my conspiracy is they made them wireless. So that way they can just, every person needs three. Have you guys seen oh, yeah. the AirPod? Um, they're almost like, oh God, those floaty things that you wear on sunglasses on a boat, right? Or at a water park. Yeah, yeah. They connect the back of your AirPods around the back of your neck. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've come full circle here. Yeah. <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs> What's wrong with the wired? They always fall out of my ears. I don't they really always wear fall out. I don't think they fit my ears. They right. don't fit my ears. They're just they're not so, comfy. They're not loud enough. I don't think either. No. Like maybe I've just, I, I don't know. I don't know. They get earwaxed in them. If you haven't waxed it's your ears, gross. you got to clean, gotta clean them. Then. You got to clean like it a toothpick and a Q-tip. Uh, I know. And mm-hmm. it's just that not, sounds satisfying. I feel like Apple, <laughs> I feel like Apple has, um, stolen all of our money. And they've made life more difficult with all the different connecting, ending, and changing the and ports. The changing yeah, the ports. they call it cutting edge. And now you buy a phone or an iPad, and they don't include a charger. No, that's a separate thing. Except for they change the chargers because they they say it's because of plastic and extra waste. And it's like, wait, but we still have to buy them anyway. So we still need them, and we're still going to get them at like the bodega for five dollars, and then they're going to break even sooner than the ones you get from Apple. Right. So then you're going to use yeah. even more plastic. Right. I remember they gave us these before Heels season one press, before all the press, because they wanted us to use them for press. And, it was all and of course, I didn't use them. <laughs> I don't think I used anything, and it worked out. And I gave I gave them away. Um, and so then I realized today I needed some, and I borrowed some from a friend, which well, is why I have them in my ears. My first time using them ever. I feel like a kind of like a little alien. Ooh, they yeah, make yeah. them cuter, like fine, gold or you know. Yeah, silver. we're kind of. Popping your earbud cherry? Is that a thing? Oh, no? yeah, yeah. You're popping my earbud cherry. <laughs> well, on I'm that with note, you for it. <laughs> uh, our, our, some of our listeners, at least anyway, slash viewers, whatever, yeah. YouTube, whatever your preferred medium of joining us on, here on Team Tequila Talks mm-hmm. is, might know Allison from Heels yes. on Stars. So uh, yeah. we should actually kind of share a husband. Yeah. At least in some capacity. <laughs> yeah, Very <basically>. weird. <laughs> Very weird. Allison is um, Jack Spade's wife on Heels, Stacey Spade, and uh, that's that's how I know her. But she originally comes to us from the Broadway world. Ooh, which we love a Broadway. You have a long and storied history on Broadway, I would say. What are you drinking, Allison? Okay. So my morning got a little <laughs> away from me. And like I was supposed wine. to go to the gym this morning. And didn't happen. I was supposed to run all these errands this morning. So I was like, I can't drink tequila before I'm going to the gym right after this and okay. training with Matthew and I can't drink tequila. So I'm drinking chlorophyll, a little chlorophyll cocktail. Okay. Oh, you know, we, we actually love, support that. We do. We, we love, love chlorophyll. Support. We love mocktails. It is all about balance. And as long as so we just had an episode about kind of replacing the ritual of drinking, but not actually having alcohol. Right with it you know yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna yeah. where you're at in the day and i just want a disclaimer you can totally have one glass of tequila and go work out it yeah. actually yeah. it yeah. primes it gets it gets you a little heated you're yeah. kind of a lot looser you hang in planks longer you think energizes because i've left the podcast and gone home, gone home and worked out before and it's fine 
Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, believe we, it, but I believe it would make me looser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going Listen, with my husband. That well, music that works. That workout mm, music will come right. on and you'll just like get that, that heart rate up and get that cardio. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Totally can. Well, also, we, I mean, we are drinking over yeah. here. We actually got our workout in this morning. We did and I feel like we were three hours behind you. So I think, we, I think technically that makes us ahead. Oh, You're winning. We are ahead. We're ahead. We're behind, but ahead. You're winning. Uh, so we are drinking an apple cider vinegar margarita so we got this idea from we're very into the to the holiday thing right now um and holiday cocktails and we kind of kicked off spooky season with a like a halloween margarita and we did a fall margarita at the beginning of fall and everything and this one kind of is going to carry us i i would say that this is thanksgiving or christmas appropriate and we took an apple cider margarita which is super easy to make but we wanted to add the benefits of apple cider vinegar so we used the brags um Apple cider vinegar refreshers. Yeah, pre- with prebiotics. With prebiotics. Well, apple cider vinegar is, has naturally pre- occurring yeah. pre and probiotics, yeah. which is right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've seen these, but they are that, you know, that old school Bragg's apple cider vinegar. It's in like almost everybody's pantry. Mm-hmm. And they make this this not it's not a cocktail it's it's called a refresher it's like a it's, it's like a it's a drink it's, it's a like, beverage it's a beverage it's a yeah. beverage yeah they're in like the little glass bottles and they yeah. have like several different flavors too yep. yep we got the apple cinnamon yeah and the reason that this really jumped out at me so it has apple cider vinegar in it but it is also in a natural apple cider base and it's organic and it's sweetened with monk fruit and stevia which is right up our alley right up our alley because we're only looking at five grams total sugar but it is still matching that taste of a traditional apple cider because it is sweetened with that organic stevia and organic monk fruit. So but you get that f- sweetness you crave when you have a little cocktail, but we don't like to add sugars where they are not necessary. In because our that's mm. when it's going to mess up your workout after. It's that's, not the tequila. It's all the junk with gonna, the tequila. Exactly. That will mess you up. And apple cider vinegar is like our little mighty mouse in this drink. So, you know, re- detox to retox type of deal. So mm. it aids in weight loss, reducing cholesterol, lowering blood sugars, improves the symptoms of diabetes it's made and you know the kombucha land of life is kind of where apple cider kind of lives because it is fermented Mm -hmm. and it basically they crush apples to yeast it exposes crushed apples to yeast which ferments the sugars and turns them into alcohol allison do you know the difference between apple juice and apple cider pop quiz is it is it our apple is apple cider is it boiled apples cooked apples and apple juice is raw apples i don't know so no well they, it all comes from apples but apple juicing is like when you know you go to a juicery or smoothie bar and they or wherever and they juice it in front of you they just put the whole fruit in the machine and mm-hmm. they do the thing and it goes and then the juice comes out in it that's apple juice. It's just just the watery water and sugars that come out, out of the, the apple. apple. Whereas apple cider, they take whole apples and basically just let them. They sit. add some sugar and let them sit, and they ferment. So that's why apple cider vinegar has the mother, which is where all of these benefits come from. So it's, that, that it's like the cloudy, chunky yeah. stuff that you see. But that's the good we stuff. We love the mother. But we love I, the mother. I love the name of it. I love the name that's mother. mother. So mother, mother mother is basically strands of proteins, enzymes, and friendly bacteria that give it that weird appearance. Yeah, yeah, and that's what helps your gut. That's what helps your immune system. That's what helps anything that you have to do with like stomach issues or even, you know, yeah. diabetes. You mentioned the blood sugar. The All blood of sugar. this stuff is coming from the from from the mother. So where you get 
basically it goes from apple and it ferments with sugar and then it becomes an alcohol and then they take it the next step and it becomes a vinegar. Now that's any vinegar, right? Like even balsamic vinegar, it's just the same thing with grapes. Yes. Um, but you take that vinegar and then you add sugar back into it, or in this case, monk fruit and stevia. Mm -hmm. And that is what adds that sweetness. So anytime you're getting and like, if you can get an unpasteurized organic raw apple cider from a local place, which I'm Yum. sure you can get that more easily in New York than we can in LA. It's well, farmers thing here. Farmers market, but apples aren't a thing. It's hard to get apples locally because of the climate. Or, in we're oranges. Right. We we are strictly orange state. Yeah, well, we got those here too. And wine, and yeah. wine. <laughs> but um, uh, Hippocrates, he who is the father of modern science, used to use this two thousand years ago to clean wounds. Apple cider. Apple cider vinegar. vinegar, yeah. To clean out bacteria because the antioxidant and micro antimicrobial, is that right? Microbial. Yeah, antimicrobial. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. So we're healing the gut from the inside out. Yeah. Do, do you work in apple cider vinegar to your daily diet? Yeah, I love apple cider vinegar. I used to do a shot, but I feel like it's not great for my teeth. I also feel it's like it's not I, at all wreck your enamel. Yeah, I used to gar. Sometimes I would, if I was in a show and I was singing a lot, I would like gargle with it. Now I'm loving just putting like a tablespoon and eight ounces of water and drinking it. But mm -hmm. Matthew will like take a shot, and it's just it's just a little much for me. So what you gargle with it? Why? Well, sometimes if I was in a show, I would gargle with it. I, I felt like it cleared the phlegm and just, oh. and killed it. You know, I would still drink it, there. but I would also like, yeah. oh. I'll put it in tea. I'll put it in everything. I'll heat it up with tea and lemon and, you know, water. And See, um, I love vinegar. And I am the type of person that, that says food is just a vessel for sauce. I love <laughs> sauce. Oh, yeah. I love vinegar. Anytime I get a salad, I ask for not an extra, sometimes an extra side of dressing, but usually an extra side of just the vinegar portion. I oh, want yeah. it to be super acidic. I love vinegar. So I always loved taking just a shot or usually just like a teaspoon or two, not mm -hmm. like a whole shot shot, but mm -hmm. of apple cider vinegar by itself. But then I went to the dentist and he's like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Your, your enamel is like, yeah, is, is disappearing. You're like, like the photo of Marty McFly healthy. and back to the future. I'm being healthy, doctor. <laughs> being phased out. <laughs> the proper way to take it is mixed with like coconut water or water or putting it in a different beverage. Enter the Bragg's refresher. Don't do we have it right there? Is it right there? Let's see. My girlfriend's Japanese. And she puts apples. Mm. So when she makes her sushi rice, which sushi rice has vinegar in it, she, once it's done, boiled, like cooked, she does a tablespoon per cup of, because you need the vinegar, vinegar. Instead of rice vinegar, you of like apple cider. Sticky. She, she yeah. does apple cider vinegar and she kind of whips it up and then puts it in the free fridge for whatever. And then we make our sushi like that and it just gives it it's delicious. The I, I love, I'm a vinegar girl, but, so, and it's like dumped on there, heated up and then it gets cold. Ooh, it's so good. Well, Allison and I bonded a bunch in Atlanta when I was there over a tequila, um, obviously, obviously, but, uh, be your margaritas specifically, <laughs> not just tequila, your margaritas opened a whole new world to me. What did you do? Did you do the all different like green, green all margaritas? Different we do everything. I didn't get a green one, but I got like a, it was just raspberries or strawberries. I think I gave you a mixed berry. I think mixed like I gave berry you like a strawberry moment. basil, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just something bougie and lovely and simple. It is hot in the summer. 
is so cold in the winter. That's why I can't live in those states, guys. Can't can't do those states. So at all. I was colder in Atlanta in in January, and <laughs> I, I guess that would have been 2021. And I was colder there. And and at that time, I was still going back and forth between Atlanta and Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And Santa Fe is like higher than Denver, and it is freezing, and it is 25 degrees, and it just chills you to the bone. <laughs> But Atlanta, I don't know why it feels colder. I don't know if it's the humidity or if you just feel like it shouldn't be cold because it's the South and it's Atlanta. Is but it, it is cold. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like, and you, you're not equipped for it because I always oh. felt like it would get cold in Texas in the winter. And then you move to New York and you have the right clothes when you're living in New York. You know, you have everything you need. In in the South, I feel like it's cold and then they're still pumping the air conditioning when you go in someplace. So you yeah, can't even warm up. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. totally true. I just, that's totally true. It's, I don't know. The South, I wouldn't say the South is a place I think, oh, cold. I think of like Michigan. I think of like that oh. area. Atlanta was in Too January cold. when we were there, yeah. it was low. It got down to the low 20s. No, thank you. Yeah, and I just didn't really know what to do with myself. This is why my problem with snowy states, and I love everyone who lives in a snowy state. I think you're great, but this is why I won't live in a snowy <laughs> Good state. Good disclaimer. I won't live in a snowy state because I like to work out year-round. If it's packed with snow and you got to ice skate to the to the freaking gym, people are always <laughs> like, people in California don't ever gain a winter 20. It's like, no, because because we're moving, we're moving. We go drive yeah. the gym. I don't want to live anywhere where I'm like ice skating to a Pilates class. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to leave it in my house. So I understand. But I also don't think if you're single, you get hit on that often in the winter. I think it's called what is it called? Cuffing season in New York is now where everyone who is single starts to date now so they can have a winter bay. So you're saying that cuffing is like, it's just you're going to enter into a seasonal relationship, not because you see a long-term future with this person, but just because you don't want to have to go out and find some booty in the dead of winter. You not would like it available any. in your bed, ready to go. That's exactly so what cuffing married, season. So we're married, we but I, I know single people. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't live in a jail of marriage. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but, but I do love... Season. I love I love going to hot yoga when it's cold because then you get in there and you're just already sweating, you're already warm, and and I love a sauna. I will sit in the sauna so much longer in the steam room, so much longer in the winter than I will in the summer. That's true. Those are the one pros. Like at the gym, I will like stay in that sauna or stay in the steam room for another like hour. But then you've made a spa day. You've also made a spa day of your gym day and you've taken up another hour of your time. (laughs) I love when we lived in Canada. I love the steam room and the sauna after I worked out when it was freezing Mm -hmm, cold. mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with you. I just, I don't know, something about winters. Just I am allergic. Yeah, to snow and all that stuff. I feel like I did the same thing. I didn't do hot yoga because I've, I've talked about this before. I don't like to be hot because the thermometer is not working properly. I like to be sweating because I'm, I'm working hard. So oh, you guys Cassandra. are on the same team here. I like both. I, like, I love a Give nice heat. 76 degree Ugh. workout environment. That's, I mean, we're not even getting that right now in this yeah, room. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was overserved last night, so I need a sauna room. You should have seen me texting Sherry last night. Hey, girl, we need apple cider and apple cider vinegar. And she didn't understand that these were two different things. And I text her like six or seven times. She's like, yeah, I got the apple cider vinegar. And I go, yeah, but do you have the apple cider? And she's like, yeah, I got the vinegar. And I go, but do you have the apple cider? Like juice. And she's like, yeah, it's a liquid. And I'm like, 
oh my God, are you, did you have some cocktail sherry? I don't think you're getting it. And she goes, no, 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 I'll get the apple cider and, and cinnamon sticks. And then she sends me a video from the grocery store at like midnight. And she has gone out to get these things. And she comes back home and she's like, I got this. And I go, Sherry, is that beet juice? And she's like, yeah, but it's pretty good. And I'm like, I, I don't think you got it. I don't think you understood. It was like beet, literally it was like beet, apple, cinnamon juice. And because I was like, and mind you, I wake up this morning and I'm like reading the text. It could be like, delicious. I, no. I said it could possibly be very tasty and beet, the benefits of beet is, and Cassandra hates beet. I hate it. It tastes I like know. dirt. Oh, it's, I love beet. No, I, I love, beets. love beets. I got a no fly zone. It's like beets, olives. Yeah, you hate olives. Too. Yeah, I, I, there's, I, I can't olives. touch anything. I with love beet. olives. I just made, so the Harry Styles, uh, Olivia Wilde situation, whatever. I don't know what's going on there, but. Her salad dressing that apparently made Jason Sudeikis lay under her car and not let her It was leave. the salad dressing it or was, the, it was it her she, lady bitch? She made a salad dressing <laughs> for Harry Styles, whatever. And this is what caused them friction. Either way, we don't care about that. What we care about is I saw this salad dressing on the on my computer and I was like, I'm making this salad dressing. Best salad dressing ever in life. And it has feta cheese, which you're going to love, Allison. Feta cheese. Love. Olives, apple cider vinegar. Sheep's feta, right? Are we going sheep's non-dairy feta? No, feta? Sheep, We're going sheep, sheep feta. Always sheep's feta. Always. Sheep's feta, olives, apple cider vinegar, Dijon mustard, olive oh, yeah. oil, and as much garlic that you can stand blended. It oh, is yeah. so good. I literally- I'll do it without the olives. You'll do it without the olives. Oh, I'll double the, the vinegar. I'll double. take out the olives. Oh. I'll double the vinegar. Boom. And you'll be totally- it, It's the most delicious. I love it. And we're going to refill- I like the garnish. So we actually didn't even get into the ratios of what we used here. So we did about an ounce and a half of tequila. We did three ounces of this apple cider with apple cider vinegar situation, which if you can't find this particularly at home, you can get just a natural organic the like the cleanest version of apple cider like you don't want a bunch of extra sugar dumped into there it's going to be at your trader joe's or at your uh, i feel like any grocery store is going to have a decent version everywhere well okay but if you can't find this particularly you can get apple cider and also apple cider vinegar and what you're going to do is do about two and a half to two and three quarter ounces apple cider and then just kind of top it off with apple cider vinegar. Uh, We used a little bit of Contro, but you can also use triple sec or Patron Citronage or your orange liqueur of choice. Um, I think we actually halved what was recommended and we added the the vinegar aspect. We took a standard apple cider margarita. We decided we wanted to incorporate the health benefits of apple cider vinegar. We cut down a little on the triple sec to cut down on the sweetness. We did not add sugar in this at all. We have a little stevia cinnamon and sea salt rim, which I must say is mm. lovely. Um, and then we put a couple of fresh apples, mostly for garnish, but I don't mind them just floating around in there. I think it's giving it a little fresh apple flavor. I don't look. I love an apple anything. I'm an apple pie girl. Can I, you drink mm. through the cinnamon straw? Let's see if we can drink through the cinnamon straw. Oh, classic! I used to do that all the time. Yeah, you can. Changes the flavor a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So apple cider vinegar, big win all around. Metabolism, blood sugar, all that stuff. 
amazing cocktail. We're going to post it. What if you sweeten that with a little maple syrup? Maple syrup is going to be better than actual. White sugar. Yeah. It's so lower we, glycemic. We, we don't actually keep simple syrup in our bar at all. Mm-hmm. Never. So we use agave. Mm-hmm. We use maple. We use honey. That's generally it. We also will use stevia and monk fruit if we're looking for a granulated version. But if we're dealing with cocktails, we find that any type of liquid version of sugar there is liquid stevia, but you got to be careful with that because sometimes they add funky flavors. Like natural like, flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to try to avoid that. But yeah. depending on where you're shopping, sometimes you can find just a pure liquid stevia, uh, unflavored, which is great. But when you're shaking a cocktail, you're stirring a cocktail, you're mixing a cocktail, it's always going to be better with a liquid sweetener. And that's going to be either a liquid stevia or a maple syrup or agave um, or honey. Honey. I find honey is easier to work with if you warm it up because it's yeah. so thick. It's yeah. hard to really, really mix into a cocktail. I think that's why it's not used as much in cocktails because it's, yeah. just, it's just harder to work with. It is. But honey, maple syrup, and agave are all going to be natural. Yeah. And they are all going to have a lower GI index than any type of brown sugar or liquid syrup or table sugar, cane sugar, sugar, even sugar in the raw is still not really great. It just means it's not bleached, but it's still heavily processed. And I think maple would be nice in here. It would actually make it more folly. So Mm -hmm. I, I read somewhere when we were looking into the apple cider vinegar of it all, something about like it helps a ton with blood sugar, which, which we knew, but it said something about the blood sugar spiking after eating a small study suggests that vinegar may improve insulin sensitivity by 19 to 34% during a high carb meal, which is a lot. In a small study, apple cider vinegar reduced blood sugar by 31.4% after eating 50 grams of white bread. Wow. So if you really feel like you want to eat a sandwich, take a little shot of apple cider vinegar with it, and it'll stop that white bread blood sugar spike because white bread's like in the 90s on the GI index. I mean, it is. high. It is, unless it's old world bread, like when you go to like France or, you know, over there, because I can eat a baguette every day over there and I won't gain a pound. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mess with your blood sugar. But it's it's still white bread. It's it's, it's about your blood sugar, not necessarily the weight gain. I know, but I feel like when you eat bread here, it's like if if I ate bread as much as I do when I'm traveling, I would get puffy. Yeah, I, I would swell up like my water or something and my body retains water. Well, I think that like this is we're talking about Thanksgiving nutrition or we're about to yeah. or not Thanksgiving nutrition, like Thanksgiving meals and meals. foods and well, stuff. holiday swaps, holiday swaps. Yeah. But I think if you can't make a swap and you really want that crescent roll. That was always a thing in my family. Those things that you went whack and you roll them up and stick them in the oven. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a big thing growing up. But if you're going to eat white bread and you know that it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and you know that you're going to be eating this, just take a shot of apple cider vinegar because 30% blood sugar, like that's mm. a big difference. Maybe before pasta too, but maybe yeah. before we go to an Italian yeah. restaurant, just like down. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of kitchens even have it. Like, I feel like if you even ask the kitchen, can I have a shot of apple cider vinegar? Yeah. Like 20 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, they usually just give it to you. I know they should. You well, can just I'll, be like me and take your ticket in your purse. I like carry coconut aminos in my purse if I'm going to sushi. I am like that girl. I will pull it out. I make my own ponzu. I take I coconut aminos so it's gluten free, and then I add rice vinegar and a little bit of citrus, and I go to the sushi restaurant with that most of the time. Yeah. If I know I'm going to a sushi restaurant, yeah, because like you can't really do that if it's on the fly. I don't carry it in my purse at all times. It's but. not like Tabasco. Allison and I are both from Houston, which is why, like, I, I kind of thought, 
Oh, the crescent roll. I think that's a Southern thing. Or is that a Texas thing? Like, you know what I mean? The old school container yeah. and it's kind of by the milk yeah. in the grocery store section. You go whack and you hit this side oh. of the table and it pops and then you roll them up and you put them in the oven. And now we know like those are really anything that comes in that type of exploding I, can is probably not good for you. No. I mean, I didn't grow probably up not. with the, that because my grandma was very much so like a baker. Good and for her. so she, we grew up with like drop biscuits. She, she would just make her own. I know. She ma- we used to make our, we used to love it when we went to someone's house and they had the whack one, the Pillsbury <laughs> one. We thought, because those were sweet. For, for some reason, they were, you can't, you could eat a ton of, of those. Of course they're sweeter because they're dumped with sugar and chemicals. Yeah, my grandma's biscuit, you could only have one and like you would be full. It's so dense that like I can have like eight of those and be like, mm, can I have another one? Because it's like filled with sugar. It's filled with sugar. Yeah. Filled with sugar. Allison goes, I have a few things I want to talk about. And she sent me um, some notes. Yes. Oh, yeah, and I have no <laughs> idea what these, like this was, this was Allison creative Broadway mind cliff notes that <laughs> She put on here just just eggplant, moussaka, and cookies. Yeah, lots of meat. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what, what's the deal with, you know, egg, eggplant is tricky. I'm, I'm is a this, tricky. Is this a funny holiday story? Or is this just like a holiday health swap? No, this was just a health swap that I was Ooh. thinking I would want to do this year because lately we've been doing Thanksgiving with my family. My aunt and uncle own a fishing resort in the Ozarks. And so Ooh. we like go there for Thanksgiving for a few days and... So then we've been doing Christmas with Matthew's family, who's in Jersey and very Italian. And so there's always like eggplant parm. I mean, the food is delish, but there's always an eggplant. There's always an eggplant farm situation. And I was thinking, I was like, how do we, I want to like change this up just to add, add a little flavor to it or give them kind of an option to bring something for Thanksgiving that's more vegetarian forward or plant-based forward because that Matthew's entire family pretty much on the plant-based train less meat at least not really? not vegan italians, but plant-based italians on a nut meat train never met I one know. never no, met one I, I i think i kind of uh yeah i, I don't know i might have had some influence slight influence but I feel like the, you're- but you're not a hundred percent plant-based. You're just more sustainability conscious. You're more nutrition conscious. You choose wisely. You think about your food. And I think exactly. that's the, be- the, the best that we can ask of anybody. Yeah. It's not about yeah. hard and fast rules all the time. Yep. It's about making better, more conscious choices. Yes. Exactly. Okay. I'm not an all or nothing type gal, although I haven't had meat other than fish in many, many years and probably oh. won't go back only because it just doesn't feel good in my body. And I don't you crave so good it for you. You got to listen I, to your body. I always say what works you know, for you won't work for someone else. And listening to your, if you don't feel good doing anything, a workout, some people are like, Oh, I hate this because it hurts. Don't do that workout. Change your workout. <laughs> exactly. Like I do think you have to listen to your body when it comes to, uh, the food, but mega food industry that we have and how dirty it is. You have to take into account what feels good in your body. So I agree. Yeah. And I don't believe I'm not, I'm, I, I really do think everyone's so different. I think it goes back to even like hereditary. What did your ancestors eat? What did your family eat? What did your grandmother eat? Why was her metabolism the way that it was? And how did that impact your metabolism? Because you were part of your grandmother's, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, I've been really into kind of going down that rabbit hole. Cause I'm like, why don't I, crave me. And I do think I am a very firm believer in the how, not the cow in a lot of like, kind of to like wrap it all up, you know, but the one thing was, I was like, how do I incorporate more eggplant and more like kind of fall flavors? And I had, I actually went over to um, Alice Barrett Mitchell, who plays, um, if you watch Heels, who plays Jack's mother. 
Carol Spade, and she made me this vegetarian eggplant moussaka. And it had so many flavors like the cinnamon and like the cumin. I was like, this would be a really, really good, delicious holiday swap for like just to add in a little bit more Thanksgiving flavor because we always bring something that's more vegetarian. It's like a it's like a Greek lasagna. It's like a yeah, pretty what? much, but there's no pasta in it. It's it's like it's there was like, like eggplants, lentils. Yeah, so instead of pasta. Tomato. Yeah, so have you ever had a vegetarian pasta yeah. that is like layered with eggplant zucchini. and zucchini usually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually I feel like zucchini, that's the go-to yeah. for veg- yeah. vegetarian lasagnas, right? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. it's kind of like a layered casserole like a lasagna, but it's a pastry crust, not a pasta, right? This particular recipe did not have a patient. It didn't have any crust. That's why I kind of yeah. loved it. And I think a lot of traditional moussakas have like a bechamel, bechamel. How do you say that? Bechamel. Like that bechamel, bechamel yeah. kind of like cheese on top. We didn't even do that. It was delicious. It's got like, I think it called for pine nuts. We didn't have pine nuts at the moment. So we used walnuts and it's got like currants. We would use golden raisins. It's very Mediterranean. It was just a very, very delicious flavor. When you had said holiday swaps, I was like, oh, that reminds me, which is, it was a reminder to also that I wanted to do that this holiday. Mm-hmm. You reminded me. So I was reminding you to remind me that I wanted to do that this right. holiday. Season. So the, well, now we're talking so about the it. Eggplant swap is going to be in the, in the moussaka. The swap would be that over like a, if, if we needed to bring a vegetarian meal, I was it's like, just oh, like, a it's, good it's a savory casserole. Got and it. like anytime that I'm entertaining 12 people, which happens a lot during the holidays. Also, yes. like I love to host. I'm social. Like Allison came to our, both of our, our apartment our yeah. house like multiple times. And we are hap- always happy to have a bunch of people over. And I will always with that type of if I have a whole weekend with that type of size of group. I will mix some form of lasagna casserole, something yeah. because, you know, you put in the work to layer it in the pan and then you just stick it in for 45 minutes and it's kind of like an eat at your leisure and everybody yeah. takes as much as you can have a small piece of it. Yeah. It's just, it's a very family friendly. And like what I do is I do a gluten-free dairy-free lasagna and I use chicken and turkey as opposed to meat. Like sausage? Well, yeah, because, well, I use chicken and turkey sausage and I use ground turkey and then I use chicken sausage. I was like, my lasagna has to have a sausage. Yeah, I use sausage, but I use, so I use two types of sausages, but they're both chicken. I use a mild Italian and I use a spicy Italian. So that way it's not too spicy, but it's got a little, it's kind of like, it's like a sweet and a spicy chicken. And then I use ground turkeys because some people don't eat red meat. And some people that maybe are not huge meat eaters would come in and go, I don't know about a lasagna. Like I'm not down for pork sausage and beef, ground beef, but it's a bit more approachable and amenable to people of all appetites. If it, you're sticking with the chicken and turkey, cause maybe even like, I know you say you eat mostly fish, but someone in a similar category of Allison might be like, you know, I never eat chicken and turkey at home, but it's the holidays and right. it's I might cooked. have a little it's, piece of this yeah. because it's not steak. It's not yeah. like yeah. dripping red blood. Yeah. I did a shells with um, this butcher by my house. He makes his own sausage seasoning. He like makes his own sausages and you got to go at a certain day on Wednesday because he gets sells out by all the moms. Of course he does. We'll go Wednesday after school because by six he's sold out. And I have bought hoarded some and froze and freeze them. But I make a shells dish with them with the red sauce with goat cheese. And my husband hates goat cheese and he doesn't hate it because I tell him, I'm going to trick him. I tell him it was Pecorino Romano, which is a sheep, which is what sheep it's sheep, which is what he can, which is what he does like. My husband's dairy free, gluten free, all the things free. And 
I put the uh, goat cheese in the shell, but on the bottom of the big shell of the mm. you know, kind of bakes in the sausage probably coats it with the all. red yeah. sauce yeah. and then when he's eating it he's like oh i love see i love pecorino romano and now he's like, <laughs> like oh, he's, tricking. he's gonna be like cassandra put you up to this yeah i think because i talk about tricking him all the time because I, I have every single substitute for cow cheese under the sun i like me in the and the cheese section at whole foods we're like Fun. we're like this. the we're cashew cheese is a good one <laughs> the cashew cheeses are good you have to be careful with the non-cheese cheeses because a lot of times they have fillers they've gotten a lot of oil yeah yeah and or potato starch or even yeah. like chemicals sometimes and I I feel like if you can get a clean animal product, it is better than a chemical-laden, filler-laden, yes. like fake cheese. But for sure. It kind of depends on the product. It depends what's accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Where, like, what does your market have? But buffalo, mozzarella, goat, and sheep. I know every single variety. I know what works with what dish. It's kind of a thing of mine. It's one of my party tricks. I know. One, I just got some honey goat. It's like yeah. honey goat Ooh. cheese for a cheese board that I'm doing on Sunday. And you know, I cracked it open myself and had a few slices. <laughs> couple by the spoon. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I put it on like a little rice cracker with a little salami. And I was like, this is yum. You put tamales on here. Is that a Texas thing? Because tamales. At I was going to ask you that. That's an yeah, thing. Christmas My family makes tamales. Every Christmas. I, I mean, I think it's a I'm, Texas, Texas. We're both from Houston. You're from California. Yeah. Mexico is right We live there. in California now. I, I consider myself very like Mexico friendly adjacent. I yeah. like, I, I love that Texas and California celebrate the merging of the two cultures. Yes. I mean, right. nothing makes me happier than when Los Rams mariachi comes on at the I Rams know. game. I, I get so <laughs> fired up. Like I, I, I love Tex-Mex. I love you know, Baja Mexican food. I, I don't discriminate. It's just like when I'm in California, I eat Baja. When I'm in Texas, I eat, right. you know, Tex-Mex. So, and right. tamales are a big thing so during here, the holidays. We, do, we make it New Year's here, though. And LA is very Mexican, and they make it New Year's. We I think make it's new more Year's. Christmas in Texas. Am I, I feel like it's like Christmas Eve. Yeah. I, yeah. We always did it Christmas yeah. Eve. That was like tradition Christmas Eve. But New I've heard of New Year's. I've heard of New Year's Eve as well. But yeah, we always said that on Christmas Eve was like our, we also had a lot of people come over. So we would order from like the lady, you know, that we have bought tamales from since mm-hmm. we were, yeah, since yeah. I was a child. Oh, they were so good. I That tradition kind of died, but that's why I put that on there. I was going to ask you Revive if y'all did that. My aunt makes them every New Year's and she makes a batch for every, my best friend, um, Annie. Mm. Hi, Annie. Her mother-in-law, who I've known since I was in kindergarten, her mom makes them and she, I'm like child to her, like, can you make me some for New Year's? And yep. she does uh, pork, beef, chicken. I don't know if you can make a tamale good and healthy. Um, I think, okay, one. you know what, this it's is, this is something I wanted to say and the though. the lard, you need the lard. Well, yeah. uh, uh, but you could use bacon. If you get a super clean bacon, you could use bacon fat instead. But it's the, it's the, it's the mas, masa, 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 but that's cornmeal, but it's, you don't need, you don't need like canned Crisco. You could do this with like a, could you use like a ghee? Or a ghee situation. I think you have to use. Enough. I think you have to use an animal product. Yeah. I don't think it would work. It'd vegan. be too wet. It, w- it wouldn't. Well, okay. So this is going to bring you to my next point, though. Is this is something that like that, that's been on my mind a lot, especially with Halloween and candy swaps mm-hmm. and just the holidays, because sometimes 
especially like my mom, but like uh, people in general will be like, can you just relax on the nutrition? Like, can we live a little? Can you just have like, it's just a little, it's just a little, it's just a little. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just a little here and it's just a little there and it's just a little there and it's just a little here. And like you, when you come home with a Halloween bucket, uh, like my, my daughter still has Halloween in her bucket from last yeah. year. I throw hers and out. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. swap out hers. And actually this year I got a bunch of like fun Halloween fidgets and tattoos and stickers and stamps. So it's just not all candy, but I do, I do get her candy, but I get the unreal candies mm-hmm. and I get the yum earth and yum I get earth. the smart sweets yep. and they're just, they're just much cleaner versions of candy. But my point is, is especially during the holidays, you go to a bunch of social occasions, you go hang with your family, you go to work parties, you go to a bunch of functions where it's just a little, just a little, just a little. And all of a sudden it's February and you're like, I feel like shit because Mm -hmm. you are just a littling every other day, especially during the holiday season throughout the year, but especially during the holiday season, you're doing just a little all the time. So what I was going to say for holiday swaps and just sort of, you know, our discussion, our advice, because I feel like, uh, you know, people are always saying, well, I just don't want to skip this dinner. I don't want to skip this party, but I think it's about making tiny, tiny improvements because if you're eating a little bit less of the sweets, a little bit less of the cake. You should still have some of the cake, but maybe cut the slice in half because you think that it's not making a difference. You sit there and some of the psychology behind this is, well, I'm celebrating. I'm having cake anyway. It's on my plate. I guess I'll just eat the whole thing. I guess I'll just have my cheat day. I guess I'll just break my dietary routine because of this. But if you do that, 36 times over the course of a three, four month holiday season, then all of a sudden, all of that adds up. And I'm not just talking about calories. This is never just about weight. This is about inflammation. And this is about the chemicals that you're putting in your body. This is about the way that you are training your brain to eat and the way that you are training your appetite and your regular diet. I think that the best thing that you can do to truly enjoy your holiday season is to have the things that you want to have, celebrate with the people you want to celebrate with. But look at what you're putting in your body and going, can I dial back on this? For example, you're making a margarita. Can I use one teaspoon of sugar instead of two? Yeah, I I think that's what we did today with the control is we used half of the control because of the sweetness. I think with holiday parties and holiday season coming up, I look at the week. I'm a week girl, Monday to Sunday. What am I doing? We do this. Well, I can't drink on Tuesday because I'm drinking on Thursday or like you try to map out your days. And I think I do that with parties where I know food is happening. And right now it's about to get busy. I will sometimes eat before I go to a party. If I know who that person is throwing the party, and I know it's going to be Domino's. It's their their version of a holiday party. I am not eating that shit. So instead I will eat before I go. And then the chips and salsa is going to be, you know, there's going to be a charcuterie there. If you're hungry, you dive into the chips and salsa. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that you have agency over your food choice just because it's in front of you doesn't mean you have to eat it. I also think that is a huge one. I will always be like, okay, well, where am I going? Who do I think is cooking? Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to go over to your house, Cassandra, I'm probably going to go hungry. I will definitely look at that. I'll look at where I'm going a bit. And if I'm going someplace that I know isn't going to have great options, I will bring it. I'll be a great guest and just bring something. 
You, you know, know like you bring can, the, um, this is for me, but also for you. But yeah, yeah like I'm bringing this just to have another option of for you know whoever. That's such but a 80, great 20. tip because, yeah. like, I mean, I have always heard, and I've always, I usually go by my you know eighty twenty. I'm gonna have a little bit of this, but I'm gonna save most of my stomach space for something nutritious mm-hmm. and something healthy. And mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely mostly go by the method of like, all right, these are my days and whatever. But that is an excellent option and excellent tip like bring something as a host gift that you know that even if everybody's like oh what's that weird funky leafy green stuff like you're willing to eat it though and you're still participating in the ritual of making a plate with everybody yeah and you can make it fun and people will love it like and most people will i think most people too want the healthy option there especially at a holiday party most Mm -hmm. people want it it's like here in la i feel like if you put out a cheese board with three different types of one different type of non-dairy cheese and goat cheese. That's very normal in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I go to I people's mine, houses. Not, there's never cow cheese online. It's either I, goat, sheep, or I do the vegan cheese I as do well, cow. The I do both because some people. I never tell people. I, I they know, never know the goat cheddar. Some, my husband, whenever he tastes, and he, I've tricked him with the goat cheddar. He is not on board. He can taste it. So I, I feel I like need, I've tricked him And he's, he's anti-dairy, all the things. So, But I, I do, if I'm throwing like a big something with someone, I'm always like, look, he's 72. This man is going to go straight for that. I'm not going to not have it there. I'm like, I already know he's going to cuss me out if I don't have it. He's like, Sherry, don't fucking do this shit to me. I'm fucking dying in <laughs> 10 years. Give me the cheese I want. And I'm like, okay. So I do things. I do a half and half. So I'll do, I have a legit mac and cheese that I make that is legit mac and cheese. Like it's old school, old fluorescent school. orange. Well, no, I use real cheeses. I use real cheeses, organic cheeses. And it's not I don't use Velveeta or I know that I've seen on Instagram, like people use weird shit. I use hundred percent cheddar. I do a little bit of, um, it's cheddar. It's smoked Gouda. It's the real one with the red on top. I forget that one. But anyways, I do that. And then I also do a, a very dairy free one. Sheep. I mean, it's I just, not vegan, but it, no, because it doesn't no, have the same type sheep. of casein. No, it's not vegan, but it's, it's not, not dairy because it doesn't come from a cow. Right. It's sheep's. So I will say that the issue is, is you go to one party like that and it's, oh, but it's only one party. It's only one party. You can have mac and cheese tonight because it's only one party. It's like, wait a minute, but I have 12 holiday parties I know. on my calendar. So it's, this is the whole, what I'm saying is it's just a little, it's just a little, or you can splurge one night. Sure, you can, and you can have some of that mac and cheese, but I'm talking about like, Instead of making a whole plate of it, maybe just have a little serving and then fill the rest of your plate with other stuff that might be more nutritious that you're not going to feel like crap. The next I'm all morning. for a taste. I'm all I'm, I'm a taster girl. I'm like, you know, I'll have a taste of that. Yeah, I like a taste, too. And I try to tell myself I try to get in the mindset. And my best friend, Judy, is the queen of this because she, and she's a trainer and she like and she focuses a lot on prenatal, postnatal math counting and, and all the, all the good stuff. But her main thing that she tells people all the time, especially around holidays is 80, 20, 80, 20. Like if you're going to beat yourself up about the fact that you, a, your food doesn't digest as well, if you feel guilty about it, <laughs> but, and, and you're constantly thinking about it, that's not good for your body. I mean, anxiety is just as bad for your body as anything else. I try, and I am somebody that will like, I'm not obsessive, but I will definitely feel really 
I'll be like, why did I eat that? Like, I didn't even like that. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't, especially if I'm at a party and I'm a little hungrier than normal. Yeah. I've got munchies and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat this, you know? Yeah. So one of my like party tricks is I'll try to, I always have a water bottle. I always have a water bottle and I usually drink a big thing of water before I start because then I'm not as hungry and I'm not. Well, you know, a lot of times people food. think they are hungry when they're thirsty. Yeah, that's true. You are, you, your stomach's empty. I always say drink when my daughter, you know, she's a snack queen. She's mm-hmm. always like, can I have a snack? I'm like, drink some water. And then she, I'm like, you want a snack? She'll be like, no, because you're actually thirsty. So I agree with that. A big eight ounce glass of water, 12 ounce glass of water before you start your meal is probably you need it anyway. But then if you're hungry, you just eat, you just right? Eat. Like, yeah. Eat. Yeah. Yeah. but I do, I'll try to like, because I want to try things. And that was one of my big things when I kind of first, was going again, I didn't eat a lot of meat growing up. My whole family ate meat, but we were also, I had three brothers, my parents, like the meat that mainly like was the main meat in our family because of money and everything else was chicken. We'd always like make fun of my mom be like, Oh, chicken again. I'm like, Oh, we were such assholes. She's like, yeah, it's the cheap, like it's what we can afford. Well, it's right. also like super lean <laughs> yeah. and high in protein. And it's actually pretty good options. Yeah. Pretty, pretty versatile. <laughs> I didn't even as a, even when I was a kiddo, I didn't really crave it that much, but then I liked the structure that whenever I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm kind of more plant forward and like Mediterranean style more or than fish. anything, yeah. mm-hmm. because I, if I wasn't, then I would eat any just like if there was a sweet, I would have, especially doing shows. Anytime it's somebody's birthday, oh, they yeah. buy a cake, you say happy birthday. And then I would, you know, it's intermission. I'm like, oh, I got to get through second act. I would like go get another piece of cake. So then whenever I decided to go plant-based, it like cut out pretty much everything. Unless there was like one vegan chick that had a birthday and they would right. cake. So I kind of feel like just having like the little bit of structure of not eating dairy or only doing sheep or only do, you know, that helps me, especially yeah. because I love, I love desserts. I, I so love, I. I think the world love loves salt. a good sugar, man, oh, a good sugar. Can, wait, real, really quick about the 80, 20 rule. Have you, ever, you guys ever heard about this? How a girl, like we're all married. So you marry your husband because he's 80% there. And then there's 20% of things that you would change. This is like psychology. This is like real what? science right here. Yes. I don't know if so, I have 20% of things I want to change. Yeah, you totally do. So it's like leaving the socks on the floor. It's shit like that. It's My like husband's the, very tidy. Well, okay. So it's like, I'm not, the one that leaves the socks. Okay. So not being able to load a dishwasher, um, going to the grocery store and forgetting things. It can be very, it can be very minute. No one is a hundred percent all invested in anyone except children. And this is, you psychology. mean you love your children or your children no, no, love no. you? No, no, no. I mean, in like, so the 80, 20 rule in psychology is like this as humans, and we're women humans. So as women humans, thanks for that clarification. Yeah. Well, I just, cause whoever's listening, I don't know, you know, look, people, you look, shit's going down these days. <laughs> so as yeah. women, You're women humans. yes, women humans, we birth a child, right? So that's our action. The man helps. You can't have a child without sperm. So it's like we birth them. So when we create that canal of love, we're a hundred percent invested in that kid. Like there's 
we may not like, you know, they're crying, whatever, but you're invested. Right. You, you don't want to change 20% of your kid. No, not at all. So it's like, but when you meet someone who you didn't birth, that you're falling in I love with. I have 20% of things I want to change about my husband. For sure. The you only do. thing that I think I would change about my husband, sorry, Stephen, uh, is that he goes to bed so early. He goes to bed before our daughter goes to bed. Okay. And it's frustrating so that's a because percentage. he goes to bed at like, 8 p.m. And percentage. I like I, I'm always responsible for, but I'm, which is fine because he gets up with her and it's great. Like right. it's an amazing exchange. But there's definitely days where I'm like, could you maybe just stay awake until she goes to bed because we're really struggling to get time together this week. We get lots of alone time together, so yeah. it's not like you know we go on trips together, yeah. and a lot of times we'll we'll like go away for you know uh, an event or something without them. And so like it's yeah. not that we don't get time together. It's just that. I'm talking about the day-to-day, at-home, right. whatever. Yeah. I, a lot of times, just want to be like, can we watch a, like a, like a movie or a Netflix show? But that's show? something and he's like, you would change. That's, no <laughs> but one, that's like 2% of no, our lives. No one is 100% all, because we're people. We come from two different households, two different backgrounds. We're raised differently. 20% is high, high is my that point. Is not 20% high. is high. It's high. You guys were raised by two different parents. You have two different structures. The high. reason why most couples are in therapy and or should, in my opinion, be in therapy is because of that 20% difference, which can make up, can eat into the 80% if you don't take care of it. And I'm going to tell you why. Psychologists say, this is not Sherry on talking, this is the psychologist talking. Psychologists say the reason why women and men cheat is because of the 20%, 80-20 rule. When you feel like what you were neglected as a child, your spouse does not give you, you seek that little neglect that your parents did in any way out in another person. If you're not disciplined, I'm not saying any of us do this. I'm saying that 80-20 rule exists because it keeps us all fucking humble. I feel like you read a textbook before we did this podcast. I think it it makes sense to me because I will say that it's, and it also boils down to efficiency, I think. And, and again, it's upbringing and how your household worked and how your family dynamic worked. And one is not better than the other, but that is one of the main things I've learned in marriage is, and through the pandemic, because we spent the first two months of lockdown living with my brother and, and his girlfriend at the time. And it was interesting because I was like, I could see the way that my brother would sometimes talk to his girlfriend at the time. And I'd be like, Oh, that might kind of like be jarring to her how direct and efficient it was. But to me, it was like music to my ear. It, it was like, oh, cool. I got you. I know how to, and it, we kind of all like cohabitated really, really well together. But I understood, oh, sometimes when I get that, the tone, the tone, I love the word. It's always the tone. Right? Always the tone. Always when tone. I get the tone, I'm like, I'm just being, I'm just being as like efficient and clear as possible. But I realized I was like, no, that is a tone to him because it's not the tone that he heard or it's, it reminds him of a tone that he heard that I never heard growing up. And it is, it's all about that. And it, and I think it makes sense. I don't have a child yet, but I have heard every one of my friends who's a mother say like, oh, it changed your life. You know, you don't understand unconditional love until you are a, a parent and until you have children I always think, okay, take what you got from your family, all the greatest things that you love about your family. And then what can you, where people I think fall short is stopping there and being like, this is how, this is the best. This is how it works. Instead of being like, oh, maybe I don't need that 
tone, maybe I don't need to be as efficient when I'm speaking. Like maybe right. just the way that I think that that most efficient way of speaking isn't because it kind of like sounds hurtful or right. snarky. Yeah, or abrasive. Dry. Yeah, I feel like abrasive. abrasive is the tone. Look, I have a tone abrasive. too, and I think we all have a tone. Yeah, but that's the reason why that could be irritating to your spouse. But that's the reason why I feel like you divorce people and you don't ever divorce your children. The eighty twenty rule is the reason why you can say, you know what? I'm done with you. Your 20% I am, is you're out. Your 20% became six, <laughs> 30, became 50, now became 60 if you don't work on it because t- averages can change in a marriage. If you don't yeah, work on true. it, it can get too heavy, too much, and then you're like, you know what? I'm done, which is why you divorce humans, um, adults divorce. You do not divorce your child. If your child's going through a rough time, drugs, whatever, you freaking claw, you will climb that Mount Kilimanjaro for yep. your kid. That's my 80-20 rule. Spiel, I'm done. Well, on that note, I think we have to wrap it up. I feel like that's about an hour. Like, this is a good one. This is a lengthy discussion, but uh, like a, a, a good one. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Allison, love, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Season two of Heels is going to be coming out on Stars. When? Is there a date? I don't know. Probably next year. I don't know if we have a date yet, but you know. Probably in the beginning of next year. That's like. So we're looking into 2023, Lane. Yeah. Well, you know, we're like. We're almost going on our own little hiatus break. So, you know, I know. Like, uh, well, not yet. Not yet. We got a couple more episodes. We got a couple more episodes, so, but yeah. Allison Luff, thank you for joining us thank and sharing you. your uh, vantage point on nutrition. I love it. Love it. And you're, uh, I'm excited. Let me know how that eggplant moussaka goes. I will. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me, ladies. I can't wait to try this cocktail recipe. Oh, it's, it's going to be good. We're going to post. I mean, mine's almost gone. I saved just enough for, for the cheer. Okay. Okay. Well, We're cheers. twins. You take your chlorophyll. Where's your chlorophyll? Cheers. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week on Team Tequila Talks. This is really good. Mm Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.